Hello, and welcome to another podcast by Touchstone Financial Education. My name is Elliot Cox, and I can be found on LinkedIn and, of course, through these podcasts and our website at touchstonefinancialeducation.com. And by the way, on the website, there is a market update page that we've added a few months ago, just to kind of keep you abreast of what we're doing between the podcasts. And there's also a suggestion page that you guys can look at. And if you have any ideas, questions, something you'd like to hear, please let us know. We love to incorporate what our listeners would like into the information we provide. We really enjoy putting this stuff out. So for those of you who are um, regular listeners to the podcast, please engage. We'd love to hear from you. With that being said, today we are going to continue our discussion on options. Now, for those of you who listened to the last podcast, know that we started with a very macro view of what options are. And I'm going to review real quickly. An option is just a contract that allows you to buy or sell a stock with a certain price. We call that a strike price within a certain time frame. We call that duration. And when that duration or that time period is over, it's called an expiration. So price of the underlying stock, the strike price on the contract, and the expiration date are extremely important in what we're talking about today. And last time, again, with the macro overview, I know it was a lot in about 15, 20 minutes, so I'm going to break that down. And today we're going to focus specifically on the call side of options contracts. Now, remember, options are made up of two types of contracts calls and puts. Puts will be next time, guys. I'm doing three on options, and that's about all I can handle without providing some visuals. So please bear with us as we walk through this. And for those of you who have listened to me before, I've said this. If you can, log into your investment platform and you can follow along because I'm going to direct you to a couple of places. doesn't matter who you use. Schwab, TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, Interactive Brokers, this type of trading isn't necessarily conducive to a Fidelity or a Vanguard. So you need to kind of step it up with the platform you're going to use if you're interested in options trading. Now, for those of you who are just interested in options and will never trade, just please sit back and listen along and maybe I can answer a few questions for you today. So on the call side of options, that's it. There are basically two strategies as with anything else. You're a bull or you are a bear. Stated another way, you are going long or you are going short in the market. And there are strategies around both. And I bring it up that way today because in the last two weeks or so, the markets have been extremely volatile, especially since Silicon Valley Bank was shut down by regulators, what, the Friday before last, okay? And this lent to the volatility in the market since then. But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, even though the markets have been extremely volatile, and just to give you a real-time example, yesterday the market was down 500 points. As I record this today, the market's up about 400 points. And overall, year-to-date, the S&P 500 is up about 4.5%, and the NASDAQ 100, which is a tech-heavy index, is up almost 19% as I record this. So even though your fourth quarter statement might have looked ugly, 
or for those of you who have brokerage taxable investing accounts, you're watching on a regular basis, you should have seen a nice bump up in some of your more broad-based investments. But we're going to use these calls to enhance that performance. And I'm going to start with the bullish strategy, the most basic bullish strategy behind calls. Okay, and here's how it works. If we like a stock, and let's just take First Republic. I know you're saying, oh, that's crazy. But if you think about it, since that Friday when Silicon Valley Bank was shut down, then that following week, First Republic Bank stock tumbled. You could have made money on the way down and you could have made money on the way back. I'll tell you what, a couple of days ago was the best day First Republic Bank stock had ever. It was up 30%. So when I say the volatility lends itself to options trading, you're going to understand why. So as a bull, and we're going to buy a call, remember, it's a contract that allows us to buy a stock within a certain period of time at a certain price. Okay, that's it, right? And the reason we might use, well, one of the many reasons, if you will, that we might use a call option is maybe because we don't have enough money to buy 100 shares. And if you remember from the last podcast, every contract is 100 shares. It's one round lock. Okay, so maybe you don't have the money or maybe you're not ready to commit the money yet. So we're going to dip our toe in the pool, if you will, by buying a call option. Now, we have to decide how far out in duration we want to hold the contract. Okay, we also have to decide what the strike price is going to be. And we do that by logging into our platform. Again, this is, lends itself more to Schwab, TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, Interactive Brokers, and some smaller players as well, because we need the analytics. And specifically, once we log in, we're going to go to our options chain screen. And it might look a little funny to some of you who've never seen this before, but that options chain screen, once you're there, is split right down the middle of your screen. The left-hand side is going to be calls. The right-hand side is going to be puts. We're not focusing on puts whatsoever today. That's the next and last podcast on options. For now, of course, we're going to circle back perhaps later this year, depending upon market activity. But today we are focusing on the left side of the screen, the calls. And what you'll notice is that there are two shades, whether it's a light blue or a gray or a green, whatever your platform provides, the colors represent where that options contract is relative to its price. The strike price, remember that. And I'm going to give you an example. Let's say we have a stock that's trading at $3 a share, and we think it's going to go higher. We like what we see today after the Fed meeting yesterday. We're bullish on the market. So we think the stock is going to go up from here, and I think it's going to do it in a couple of months. So if we see a stock at $3 a share, and let's say, I don't know, we think it's going to go to $4 a share. Well, I can go to my options chain screen on my platform and look for options contracts that may be trading, let's say, between $3.50 and $4 per share on the strike. Okay, we're looking at the price, not the duration or the expiration just yet. 
we're looking at the price. And so let's say we find a contract we like that allows us to buy this $3 stock at $3.50. Well, you know, $3 to $3.50 is, is kind of a long way away for a penny stock or a stock trading below $5 a share. So we're not going to have to pay that much money for a contract. Okay. And you'll notice that on the options chain, there is the bid and the ask, the price of the contract, and we're going to buy at the ask. Okay. So let's say that these contracts are trading at 10 cents per contract. We're bullish. All right. Now we have to figure out how far out do we want to go? This is not a buy and hold strategy. This is a trading opportunity. This is relatively quick money. So let's go out maybe, you know, six weeks to two months. And this is the end of March. So let's say we're going to go out to, I don't know, the first week of June, let's say. All right. The further we go out, the further away from the current stock price of $3 a share our contract is, the less expensive the contract is. And let's say we were right. And let's say over the next three or four weeks, the markets do take off. And we are going to see an increase in value in the contract we purchased. Great. Now, does the contract price correlate to the price of the underlying stock? For the most part, yes. Is it a one-to-one -one move? No, it is not. I have never met anybody in all of my years of being involved in investing who can reasonably predict the price action or the movement of the options contract relative to the price of the stock. We just know it's going to go up. Okay. So we bought a contract or let's say a handful of contracts. We bought 10, right? 10 cents a share. So we spent a dollar on 10 contracts. Now the stock goes from, let's say $3 up to 345. Now remember, our strike price is 350. Okay, so we're not quite there yet. We couldn't exercise the contract. But guess what? The value or the price of the contract has gone up correspondingly. Okay, so as options traders, you're not maybe interested in acquiring the underlying stock. You just want to go ahead and sell that contract. So you just made a little money. Maybe it took you three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, whatever. Remember, we went out to the first week of June on our expiration. But I have to add an asterisk here, a little caveat. Options contracts expire not in the first week of the month, usually. It's the third Friday of the month. Technically, it's the third Thursday of the month. But then the next day, people settle up their trades, whatever. So we'll just call that the third Friday of the month. Okay, we made some money. We went in, we saw a stock we liked at $3 a share, weren't ready to commit to buying the stock outright. So we bought 10 contracts at 10 cents each, and the strike price at 350 was not met, but we got close. And before the contract expired, we went ahead and sold that contract, and we made a little bit of money. That is the most conservative options strategy out there, okay? Now, I'm going to continue with that example, and let's say the stock went from $3 to $3.90 a share, 
all right? Not 345, but 390. Earnings report was great. Maybe it was an analyst upgrade. The markets are, you know, firing in all cylinders. So we're making some money here. So the contract we purchased, now we have a choice. We can either A, sell the contract because we're just an options trader. We don't really care about the underlying stock. Or B, we could exercise. And the reason we can exercise is because the price of the stock exceeds the strike price. Remember, the strike price is $3.50 a share in this example. And the stock is now trading at $3.90. Now, does that mean that we get to go in and buy the stock at $3.90? Absolutely not. We get to acquire that stock at $3.50 a share. So straight away, once we've gotten the stock, all right, we have made 45 cents a share. So in that case, it's called exercising the option. All right. You're turning that contract in and saying, hey, market, I'm going to exercise. I want my stock and this is my price and you will get it. That is basically the two options or excuse me, I shouldn't say option. The two choices you have when executing a buy on a call. Remember, this is the most conservative strategy out there. And for many of you, you're gonna to have to get approval on your platform. You actually have to get approved for margin trading to engage in options trading. And it's pretty easy to do. There's not many hoops to jump through. You just ask and they, they usually give it to you if you have sufficient funds in your account, okay? So remember, we are buying a call. We are bullish. There is a strike. There is an expiration date. And of course, like I mentioned, duration, which is the time from now till the option expires. And in this case, we went out to the first week of June and we were successful. All right. Here's a question. And hopefully you're formulating this question in your head while I'm speaking. How do you pay for that options contract? Well, you do it through your platform, of course, just like you would any other investment. And you're not paying a commission for an options trade, what you will be paying is called a premium, all right? So the money we pay for the privilege to acquire a stock is called a premium, all right? That's it. And so when you calculate your gain, in this case, on the position, whether you sold the contract back or you exercise the contract, Part of your cost basis now is the premium paid. And in our example, we paid 10 cents a contract. Okay. Hey, maybe we made four cents per contract or five cents per contract. That's kind of nice. Options traders are in it for that. They want those real quick swings. We bought it at 10, sold it at 15. That's wonderful. Or we acquired the stock and we're going to do with it what we will. All right. And the reason why. I start with this conservative strategy, especially today, as the markets are going up, many investors don't feel good about the market. You smart traders out there know that, again, the triple Qs are pushing 20% year to date. We're not even at the end of the first quarter. The S&P 500 pushing five. This is a good time to get in while the markets are still volatile because that's where the money is made in the short term, whether we're selling the contract or we are uh, going to go ahead and exercise, okay? And there's uh, a couple of phrases I'd like to introduce you to here before we move on to the bearish side of calls, all right? 
in the money, at the money, and out of the money. And what that means is, let's go back to our screen on our platform. Remember I was talking about the multiple shades, maybe it's like a light blue or a gray or whatever, and it's split. If a contract is trading in the money, that means that it is above the strike price. In this case, $3.50 a share. All right, so that means that the stock would be at $3.50 or higher, okay? If it is at the money, that means you are pretty much at $3.50 flat. You can exercise, you are at the contract price. If you are out of the money, and this will be shaded differently on the left side of your options chain screen, if you are out of the money, let's say the stock is trading at $2.75 a share. Couldn't exercise, it's gone down in value. That is an out of the money position. And the further out of the money you go, the less expensive the contract will be, but the more risk you are taking as well. All right. So if you're interested in buying a call, before you do that, explore your options chain screen. Watch the underlying stock because you still need to know what's going on. Oh, and by the way, this type of trading is excellent for tech stocks, especially right now as tech is moving and grooving once again, ladies and gentlemen. So check it out. Put together a watch list, perhaps, in and around some options or stocks, rather, that you would be interested in buying a call on and see what happens. Try your hand at it. You know, um, like I said, many of these options, especially on tech stocks, small tech stocks, they are not that expensive. So you won't go broke trying this if you decide to jump in with a little bit of money. Okay. Now let's switch gears a little bit. We just described the most basic bullish strategy around calls. Now I'm going to go to bearish strategies around calls. And this is going to be quick because most people don't do this. You have to get approval to write calls or sell calls. And writing calls, by the way, is not R-I-D-I-N-G. It's W-R-I-T-I-N-G. I am writing a contract. Okay. So basically, you own the underlying stock. Let's say Silicon Valley Bank. All right, you own a couple of hundred shares and you want to get rid of it. Well, instead of maybe just selling it, you're scared and taking a loss, you might be able to write a call or sell a call. And what that means is you are giving the right to someone out there in the investing community, the right to buy Silicon Valley Bank stock from you at a certain price within a certain time frame. So you see here, strike price and expiration are still extremely important. All right, so why would we do that? Well, you know what? Again, maybe we're scared, we wanna get out, or maybe we've held the stock for a really long time, we've got a lot of profit built into it. And by the way, we need to own at least one round lot to write a contract. But here's how this works. You go into your options chain screen, okay? And you're gonna look to see the bid price, okay? That bid price, remember the bid and the ask now, the bid price is what you're going to receive as money, as payment, and we call that a premium, okay? This is what you're going to receive when giving someone the privilege to buy your stock at a certain price in a certain time frame. 
Now, once you do that, your uh, investment platform is going to separate the stocks you wrote against, or wrote for the contract rather. It's called hypothecation, not to bore you to death with a $10 word. <clears throat> Excuse me, but that's what it's called. So the company will set aside the stock. You can't do anything with it while the contract is in play, right? Um, it hasn't expired yet. So let's use an example. Let's take our $3 stock and let's say we've held it for, you know, since 2019, all right? And we did actually make some money because that $3 stock, maybe we bought it at $1.90. We're ready to let it go, all right? We got some long-term capital gains, but you know what? We're gonna go ahead and maybe make a little extra cash before we sell it. So what we're gonna do is give somebody that right to buy it, same price, blah, 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 all that good stuff that I've said like five times so far. But the strategy is called bearish because you will make money by collecting that premium and the stock not rising to the level of the strike price. So the strategy difference here is you do not want the stock in the money or at the money where someone can exercise. You want to write that contract, collect that premium while the stock stays out of the money until expiration. So let's use our example, again, of 10 cents per contract. We've got at least 100 shares, right? One round lot. We're gonna sell that one contract. And let's say we collect 8 cents on the contract, whatever, that's the bid. Okay, we keep the 8 cents as long as we want. It's our money. It's not like we're selling it, giving anything back. What will change, however, is if the contract price, excuse me, the strike price gets to the level where the person who bought the contract can exercise, then the stock is gone, but it's okay because we intended to sell it anyway. But if it does not get to the level of the strike price, remember it is out of the money, guess what? We get to keep the premium, eight cents, as well as our stock that we bought at $1.90. It's now trading at $3 a share. So we collected a little premium. And guess what? We're going to turn around and do that again. We're going to write another contract until the stock is called. Okay? Um, and called means sold. All right? We are writing a call. We are selling a call with the idea that we want the stock to stay below the strike price so we can keep both the stock and of course the premium which is ours and you know what guys that's it that's all i'm going to cover today i know that's quite a bit i hope you take this to heart in terms of make this a good first step to start exploring the options chain within your platform most platforms today will have some good material you can read about other strategies in and around options trading okay and please go from there with a watch list. I wouldn't do much more than that. Remember, buying a call is bullish. Writing or selling a call is bearish. Both involve a premium, a strike price, and an expiration date. All right. And that's basically how you make money as a bull and a bear using options. Now, remember, we don't have to exercise the contract. We can sell the contract if we're a bull. That's how we make money. If we are a bear, we collect a premium, we wanna be able to keep the stock. That is the ideal scenario around writing calls. And by the way, for those of you who are interested in options but don't have time to trade options, 
there are some alternatives out there. Guess what? They're called leveraged ETFs. And a bullish one, real quick, is the T, as in Tom, triple Q. So the TQQQ is a, <clears throat> excuse me, is a leveraged ETF that includes options in its strategies. And it's designed to outperform the triple Qs or the NASDAQ 100 at a three handle or three times its price action. And I just threw a few words in there, didn't I? Price action is just the movement of the underlying, in this case, index, the triple Qs, or it could be a stock, right? And three times means if it goes up, let's say, you know, 10% today, or let's say 2% today, then um, the T triple Qs should be trading at 6%. So it's leverage. They use options inside the ETF to make more than that index or stock will return. Conversely, S triple Qs is an ETF that profits when the triple Qs in this case go down. And it'll go down about the same like three times. So if it if the if the triple Qs are off 2% one day, then it could, you know, be down around 6%. Again, there's no direct correlation between price action, but kind of think in those terms. So if you don't have time, you want to be a little more aggressive in the market, take advantage of this near-term volatility, but you don't have the time to sit in front of your computer to actually trade options, please look into leveraged ETFs. BlackRock has them, Invesco has them. But again, more popular ones for those of you who watch CNBC know what I'm talking about. On the ticker tape at the bottom of the screen, you will see the T triple Qs and the S triple Qs flash across your screen. And just a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, the S&P 500 is up about four and a half percent year to date. The NASDAQ 100, which is tech heavy, is pushing 20. All right. There is volatility in the air. We might be near the end of this pullback we've been experiencing for six months. This makes this an opportune time to learn about and engage in options strategies, or in the very least, look at those leveraged ETFs. Thank you guys for listening. This was a little longer than my usual, I don't know, 15 to 20 minute podcast, but I hope you appreciate it. Next time I'm going to discuss puts. Now, remember, these are basic strategies. There are many others, but this is kind of the uh, if you will, this is the primer for call strategy. So from here, it gets more complicated, but these are the basics that you would incorporate into a pretty good option strategy if you have the time to sit in front of your computer and engage in this activity. Once again, we are touchstonefinancialeducation.com. Please check us out on our website. Give us a shout out on the website. You can also look me up on LinkedIn. My name is Elliot Cox. Any questions, any comments, please, by all means, we love to hear from you guys domestically and abroad. We truly appreciate all of our listeners taking time out of their busy schedules to listen to this. I know this was complicated today. We got one more on puts I'm going to put out in about a week and a half. And I'll tell you, please check the market update going into the weekend because what I discussed today, I will include on the website in the market updates. You guys have a great day and thanks for listening once again.